Welcome to Informed Foodie. This is Di Wilkinson, nutritionist. And the episode today is going to be about heartburn. First of all, heartburn is kind of a normal consequence of not just our lifestyle, but of the type of variety of food that you might be eating, the different time of day that you're eating it, and a couple other variables I'll be talking about at the end of the session to talk about preventing heartburn. They came up with the name heartburn because it just kind of feels like your heart is burning. It's that general area in your chest or upper thoracic cavity, and there's some hydrochloric acid that is leaked or spilled out of that sphincter, which is the top of your stomach. Your sphincter keeps all of that acid and corrosive fluids down in your stomach to help break up your food particles. For several different reasons, that acid might be able to come up out through that sphincter and it creates a burning feeling like your heart is burning. These are corrosive fluids and acids and if you're experiencing heartburn more than twice a week, you really should be calling your doctor and touch base with that to address issues that might be bigger than just heartburn. But you certainly don't want ulcers either. The GI tract is made out of a lot of the same cells that your mouth is and if you can imagine putting acid in your mouth how that could easily burn a hole. So you want to watch out for ulcers and other things I'll talk about that indicate serious things like maybe cancer. Heartburn is a symptom that's kind of pointing its finger at different types of conditions. Acid reflux is experienced by a lot of people. You also have something called GERD, G-E-R-D, gastroesophageal reflux disease. If you've been experiencing heartburn, not only is it a heartburning type of feeling, some people have actually associated it with a heart attack. There's also a salty, maybe an acid flavor in your mouth. Might be hard to swallow. You're experiencing some chest pains, especially when you bend over or lie down. There might be some mucus involved because anytime that we throw up or when that acid is coming up out of the stomach, our body tries to protect and prepare by secreting a lot of extra mucus to coat the lining. I talk a lot about your digestive system anatomy in episode number three. Some patients that have complained about heartburn are people that are pregnant. There's a lot of pressure, squeezing. There are also hormones that have loosened different muscle groups in the body. Hiatal hernia. This is when the muscular wall that is holding your torso and organs in as a separation or a pop where the tissues underneath can pop through can be very painful. Again, GERD disease, also prescriptions, and maybe taking a lot of aspirin. These things have been something patients have complained about associated with heartburn. There's a lot of food that can cause heartburn. Onions, really high-fat food, alcohol does, caffeine, maybe too much, carbonated drinks, chocolate, peppermint have been associated with heartburn, and citrusy and tomato-based foods because there's acid in these foods, and that increases the amount of acid that's going on in your stomach. The risk factors that increase your likelihood of having heartburn are smoking, a real high-stress life, being overweight, wearing tight clothes and buckles, believe it or not, that can make a difference and increase your risk of heartburn. People that have chronic GERD or gastroesophageal reflux syndrome may have an increased risk of cancer, and that's why if you're suffering from heartburn, definitely check in with your doctor. If your throat's very hoarse, it hurts to talk, it hurts to swallow. If you've had some weight loss, are you just vomiting for unexplained reasons? These are other indicators that you need to touch base with the doctor. There's some medications that are over-the-counter. Some of them are antacids. Some of them are proton pumps. And others are H2 receptor blockers. 
Your stomach's job is to break down food into microscopic particles that can eventually get absorbed into the bloodstream. And so because of that, there's a lot of mulching, churning going on, and a lot of acid production. Your stomach knows when to stop producing acid when there's too much. It will produce more acid if there's not enough. So we call it a positive-negative feedback system. And acids are more of an alkaline tablet to reduce the pH in your stomach. Acid is a low pH, and alkaline products are a higher pH. So people take antacids. It might feel soothing. It might feel like it temporarily helps, but it's telling your body that your pH is too high. So your body may eventually produce too much acid to counterbalance the fact that you're putting in low acid products. It wants to maintain a certain pH. So taking antacids over a long period of time are not going to necessarily help your heartburn in any way and might be causing more problems. You shouldn't need to take antacids more than once a week because if you're experiencing heartburn twice a week or more, you need to talk to the doctor. Another over-the-counter product is called the H2 receptor antagonists. So this blocks the cell's release of acid. This is working very differently, and it's definitely going to lower the amount of acid in your stomach. Proton pump inhibitors are also slowing down the pumping and putting out of acid. These last two products if used for a couple of weeks in a row, can kind of reset or alter what's going on in your stomach if you've had an issue of increased heartburn for a short period of time. Definitely read the labels on those, talk with your doctor. Often the doctor may not want to see you until you've tried some of these other approaches. Remember that all medications have side effects, so make sure you read those labels carefully. There's three approaches to managing heartburn. You really want to solve the immediate problem that's going on. You want to prevent it from occurring again and then you want to manage it when you do have it. So by solving it, you're looking at the different aspects, risk factors in your life, and trying to cut back on those and address it with the over-the-counter medication. Preventing heartburn is probably the best way to approach it. Try really hard not to eat three or four hours before you go to bed, and don't overeat. So overfilling your stomach or eating before you lie down is putting stress on that valve. You really want to eat slowly. This allows a lot of the fluid from the food and different components going in to be surrounded by acid and keep that normal acid balance going on. There's not a huge influx where your body responds by pumping out a lot of acid. Avoid foods that I talked about, acidic foods, or particular ones that might bother you. Everybody's a little bit different. Try to lose weight or wear loose clothing, as simple as that might sound. Tight belts and stuff seem to increase heartburn problems. Some people have reported a decrease in heartburn when they sleep on their left side. If you look at the anatomy of your stomach, it's kind of tilted in one direction slightly, and that seems to help a little bit. Other patients have just kept their head a little bit elevated. Remember, you want to initially solve the problem if you've had a recent increase of heartburn. It's difficult to sleep with your head elevated forever. So you want to solve that problem, prevent it from reoccurring. Then you want to start looking at managing it. Taking a good look at your life and the way you manage stress, your different lifestyle habits, and trying not to eat late are some great approaches to reducing your heartburn events. Remember, an occasional bout of heartburn is pretty normal. It's really uncomfortable and can be painful. And we want to use our gastroesophageal tube for a very long time. It's just real important if it's a recurring issue to have it checked out because cancer and ulcers are something we definitely want to avoid. I found there's a decrease in heartburn when I exercise as one method of just de-stressing my life. If you are experiencing heartburn, 
Don't exercise within two hours of eating because that could also cause some problems. Thanks so much for joining me and we'll chat again next week.